Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Atomic Skull Podcast. I hope you guys are doing well out there. My name is Matt, and my mouth still tastes like Malort from last week. I swear to God, the flavor of that shit has a half-life that I haven't even reached. I have a few responses specifically about the shots I took last week that I have to address because I got an assload of feedback about it. Thank you all very much, by the way, for your kind words about the episode. I hope I get to do something like that again. I certainly have a few other cities in mind that I would love to go to and learn about. I myself am ready, willing, and able, but my wallet... Not so much. Speaking of, I want to welcome you all to February, the month that houses my wife's birthday, Valentine's Day, and our wedding anniversary. Someone come help me pay for this shit. My bank account is already asking to talk to the manager. Okay, so a couple of things about the Malort. A lot of you guys didn't know what it was before I brought it up. And the first question that I got asked by a few people was if I was hamming up my reaction to the shots for the mic or if they were actually that bad. And they are actually that bad. I'm not saying I won't totally bullshit you guys at some point. Bullshitting is one of my favorite pastimes. But my promise to you is that if I am ever bullshitting you, I will either tell you ahead of time because it's funny or I will tell you afterwards also because it's funny. But the reactions to those shots were pretty genuine. They were awful. I also had several people tell me that they couldn't finish the episode because of my gagging. As much as I hope that you guys who were listening finished last week's episode, I also sort of wear that as a source of pride somehow. I don't know. I'm fucking weird. I've got most of the bottle of that shit left. So if anyone wants to come throw back a shot with me, feel free so I can get that trash out of my fucking house. Also, a few of you guys sent me a video of Kelly Clarkson taking a shot of Malort with no reaction, talking about how bad it isn't, and saying it doesn't need a chaser. I actually like Kelly a lot. I think she's kind of a badass bitch. She's got killer music taste and this hot vibe to her for reasons I don't understand. She can wail on some Reba McIntyre and will keep up with you on a plate of ribs. For some reason, that makes me happy in pants. But also, I am calling bullshit on that one scene in particular. Malort tastes like the shit leaking out of a trash can in front of a Circle K. I need to talk about something else, otherwise this fucking taste in my mouth is never going to go away. Let's talk about how many people answered that they would run away from their lives and never look back if they had $40 million suddenly in their account, which was my gold star question from a couple weeks ago. One of the responses that got sent to me was, and I quote, get a burner phone and shut down my socials, end quote. And that came with a full stop and no smiley face. That was so finite and decisive. I was actually kind of scared to ask any follow-up questions like, who hurt you? I also had multiple people tell me that they wouldn't tell their significant other that they got all that money. Now, I'm not here to judge about any of that. I am a terrible, horrible, awful, no good, very bad person, and I completely get the idea of keeping that to yourself. But it makes me wonder 
how long I could keep something like that from my beautiful wife, Mrs. What's-Her-Name. It's not that she and I tell each other every little thing all the time, always, but after I brought home a Tesla filled with cartons of eggs, I feel like she would have questions. The Tesla would be for me, but the cartons of eggs would just be a flex. I'd spend the next several days planning my next moves and making omelets, I can tell you that. You could definitely spot the age group within the answers for what people would do on the first day they had a bunch of money. Here is one I got, and this is a direct quote. So, quote, I would go to Whole Foods and spend $400 on weird micronutrients, book a flight to Croatia for the following day, smoke an eighth, buy an exotic cat, go to the spa, and buy a pair of Mary Jane Doc Martens, end quote. That would be from a younger listener. More importantly, I had no idea they had Mary Jane Doc Martens. I looked them up and they are super sexy. An answer on the opposite end of the spectrum age-wise, but with the same energy, okay? Quote, wake up, call in sick, call my kids, get them out of school, and make my spouse take the day off of work, go out to a fancy breakfast, buy a car with cash, drive it to the coast, and have a steak somewhere. Stay overnight at a fancy hotel with an ocean view, and then drive home in the morning and start looking for a new house, end quote. It's a very different kind of answer, but it still has all the same notes to it. A little bit of indulgence, and then getting the hell out of Dodge. Another one, quote, Get my hair done, extensions, highlights, the fucking works. Thank you guys, by the way, for including cursing when you message me about all this shit, because I fucking love it. Not only do I appreciate cursing, but it makes whatever you're saying feel a little bit more real. All right, back to the quotes. Get the hair done, with the works, somewhere bougie, with nails, massage, the full spa treatment. I would make a shitload of doctor's appointments for later, probably take a quick drive to Vegas, stay in an overpriced room, and do a fun dinner and pub crawl, end quote. I used to live near Vegas for several years, and I could do a full episode on shit that I will never tell you guys about the things that I did in Vegas that will absolutely 100% stay in Vegas. Whenever I do start a Patreon, which will be, I don't know, we'll see. I don't think I'm worth that yet. Can you tell I'm hating myself a little extra this week? But I should do like a thousand dollar tier that would be making the Vegas episode. Just writing the notes for that episode would give me syphilis. Now, there's always a wholesome answer, right? I'm not going to roast the wholesome answer because those are the kinds of people that keep the rest of us honest. And the wholesome answer comes from a teacher, which is very nice and luckily on brand. You're not going to get a wholesome answer from the manager of a dildo store. I can tell you that for sure. There is a 100% chance that I would do some fucked up things with my money. I actually did a little bit of research while I was on the shitter about people who have come into a lot of money and they all said that telling people about it was the biggest mistake that they made. I wouldn't outright tell people that I got a bunch of money, but I wouldn't go out of my way to hide it either. The big problem that the suddenly rich people in the articles that I read had was that people would come out of the woodwork and start asking them for money. 
bitch, you cannot imagine the fun I would have telling people that they aren't getting shit. I'm not saying that I wouldn't give anyone anything. I would have a dozen roses sent to my grandmother at the exact same time every single week. I would shut down the Golden Corral for a night and invite everyone I know for dinner and a full-on food fight and then pay the staff Oprah money to clean it up. But the people who would ask me for money out of nowhere for no reason without even offering me like a dick pic or anything, I would spend more money than they're asking for finding ways to tell them to suck my ass. God willing, if I somehow defy odds, expectations, hopes, dreams, and low self-esteem and get rich doing this shit show, you can catch me starting up a new segment on the show telling you guys how I said no to some jackass asking me for money. Any hoozle, the sweetheart, wholesome answer, quote, I would not quit my job right away. By the way, so many people told me they wouldn't quit their job immediately or at all. Fuck that. I could spend two weeks just catching up on movies. Give me a streaming service, some snacks, a crossword puzzle book, a Black Pilot G210 pen, which is the Cadillac of pens, my dudes, and a coffee maker with a dark roast, oat milk, and my beloved frother, and I am fucking set for months. Sorry, sorry. Wholesome answer. Quote, I would not quit my job right away. Finding a good teacher mid-year is a nightmare for students and staff. I would finish out the academic year. That being said, first thing I would do is go to NYC with the family, like Home Alone 2 style, and go sightseeing. No plans, no agenda, just hang and see it all. Then make two weeks of sub plans and just go. End quote. If I had a heart, it would be happy right now. Another interesting one that I got, quote, I would get a brand new F-250. I looked it up and that's a, uh, it's a Ford. It's a big, it's a big Ford truck. Try as I might, I am just not a vehicle person, but I can name every member of the Wu-Tang Clan and Motley Crue. So I don't know. The, the knowledge that I have stored in my long-term memory is exclusively fucking useless. Anyway, quote, Brand new F-250 and then a new expedition for the family. I would find a CPA to handle all the tax shit, hide the rest in a living trust that I can withdraw money from tax-free, end quote. I think that is a very nice, responsible, mature plan that was sent to me by a childhood friend who used to press his naked penis up against the driver's side window of my first car when I would drop him off at home after work. Thanks, you guys, for all the answers that you sent in. I definitely didn't get to all of them. The answers were a little more long form for this question, and I've got some other shit that I need to get to. So it is entirely possible that I'll be revisiting a few more answers to this one in the coming weeks. And I know there is yet another set of gold star answers I need to get to. I will come back to that a little bit later on. Oh my God, you guys. I am not sure if you heard about this. I saw a bunch of news articles about it. The headline was some sort of variation of Jessica Simpson reveals secret romance with massive movie star. I don't think I have ever cared less about anything in my entire fucking life. 
I dated a girl who would talk to me about the importance of these yellow crystals that she got in Sedona and how with the right intention, she could direct their energy towards my solar plexus chakra and cure me of my depression. First of all, holy testicle Tuesday, did that not work? Second, I might have actually cared a little bit more about that complete and utter horseshit conversation than I do about what movie star wanted to fuck a bleach blonde pop singer who sang, um, shit. Actually, I don't think I can name a Jessica Simpson song. And I'm not entirely unhappy about it. How is this shit even news? I mean, I guess I'm talking about it, so it's effective in that way. But does anyone listening actually give a fuck and a half about who she might be talking about? Atomic Skull Podcast at gmail.com. If you are even the least bit curious, reach out and tell me and be prepared because I am going to have some follow-up questions. Like, for example... Are you Nick Lachey? And if you are Nick Lachey, how did you hear about my podcast? I really didn't assume I've breached the boy brand bracket. But who, boy, say that shit 10 times fast. The boy band bracket. The boy, oh man, I, you know, I'm leaving that mistake in. Fuck it. That's just the kind of show it is today. The only thing I read this week that I might care about a little less than that is whether or not Jack Dawson could have survived after the Titanic sank. Jesus Christ, the fucking shelf life of that ridiculous debate is so stupid. Just let it go. That's what Rose did. Boom! That joke was just for my wife, Mrs. What's-Her-Name. Her favorite movie is Titanic. Come to think of it. How old was Jessica Simpson when she said that whole thing went down? No pun. If she was under 25, find out which yacht DiCaprio was on. Because if she was under 25 and within 100 miles of the French Riviera, I'll bet DiCaprio got his grubby, little girl thirsty fingers in, on, or around her at some point. Okay, so... This last week, we had a mass retirement of sorts. I don't know if you heard about it. Ozzy Osbourne, Tom Brady, and Dr. Phil all announced their retirement within like literal hours of each other. First of all, if we could somehow get those specific dudes to star in a remake of The Three Amigos, I would never watch anything else in my entire fucking life life. I want to do a quick breakdown of those three because my history with each of them will surprise absolutely none of you. So first off, I am told that Tom Brady is in sports. That sounds neat. Okay, for reals, and I hope I don't lose any of the gays, nerds, or gay nerds, but Tom Brady is like the best quarterback in history right? His stats are better than anyone else's, or so I'm told. I'm not sure if that's actually true. Correction, I don't really fucking care if that's actually true. Boy, I'm in a mood. Somebody get me some mampons, stat. I know he did like a soft retirement last year and then ended up doing one more season to distract him from his divorce. So now this is retirement part two, back in the habit. I don't know. I don't really have anything else to add to that. He's had a lot of weird haircuts. 
That's all I have for you. You know who hasn't had a lot of weird haircuts is Dr. Phil. So this is going to be a week of honesty for me. I kind of liked Dr. Phil at the very beginning when his show first started. Or maybe the girl that I was with liked him and I co-opted that because I didn't have my own identity or sense of self-actualization yet. Man, the irony of having a breakthrough while bitching about Dr. Phil would make Alanis Morissette jizz in her flannels. But eventually, I realized he's just exploiting all of these poor people and their issues so that J.C. Penney's will pay him for advertising. And he isn't always exactly being nice about it either. I didn't even realize he was still on the air. Are there that many pediatric waiting rooms with Nielsen boxes? I don't know, whatever. I'm not a professional anything. So I don't have a lot of room to give anyone shit about what they do. But I feel like I spend more time and effort getting to know someone before recommending them the right blowjob machine than he does before giving someone mental health advice. Somebody who probably needs both a blowjob machine and mental health advice is Ozzy Osbourne. I gotta tell you guys, I am killing the segues in this episode. Can you get a Peabody Award for segues in a podcast? I'm not even talking to anyone. There's nobody else here. I'm asking a question about a Peabody Award to the fucking coffee cup on my desk right now. Okay, I love Ozzy. I have seen Ozzy in concert three times and he was a fucking riot. He doesn't take himself seriously at all. And his family is insane. Or they were insane. I think they're all relatively fine these days. But when the Osbournes were on, did y'all watch the Osbournes? That shit was pure comedy. You guys all know, by the way, that in the 1980s, and I'm not going to talk about the biting the head off the bat story. You guys know that in the 80s, Ozzy grabbed half a straw, got down on his knees, and snorted a line of ants off the ground, right? Like, that's actually true. That has been corroborated. I want all you young bloods to remember that shit. The next time you think you're badass and getting the party started on Friday night, you and your six little sweetheart friends enjoy that eight ball. Let me know when you start snorting insects that can ruin a picnic. Whenever you see people that you grew up watching getting old and retiring, that's some weird shit, man. I've always kind of had that mindset that famous people are allowed to get older, but not be old, you know? All three of these farts have put in their time, put in their work, and deserve to retire, but it still just feels weird. I am out here rooting for a remake of Three Men and a Baby starring Ozzy, Brady, and Phil. Please get that done. Hollywood, you have done a lot worse. What else did I want to talk about? Oh, so I was at Trader Joe's the other day. God help me, man. I hate that place so hard and I want to go every week. A big Fuck you to my sister, Georgia. You guys remember Georgia, my co-host in episode 16. Actually, Tequila was my co-host in episode 16. But Georgia was also there. She wanted me to tell you guys, quote, Hey losers, drink your wine and eat your vegetables. I'll see you soon. End quote. So I walk into Trader Joe's. And the first thing I see is a display of White Claw. And I am pissed because that is something that everyone else likes that I can't fucking 
stand. And I forgot to mention it when I did that gold star question. White Claw sucks. Sorry, everybody named Whitney. White Claw is the Dutch bros of alcohol. I have tried every flavor and they all fucking taste like mistakes. I know straight dudes don't usually drink White Claw because it is considered, you know, quote, gay booze, but fuck that. I love a good gay cocktail. I will drink a strawberry daiquiri out of a fanny pack. White Claw tastes like it might be delicious if they bought ad time on this show. I'm not going to shoot myself in the foot that much. You cut me a check and I will choke one of them some bitches down like it was paying my phone bill. Call me a whore if you must, but I have a very expensive February in front of me and I am already dying. Okay, so (laughs) I'm walking around Trader Joe's where I end up buying three different kinds of cashews, by the way. That is true. And on the radio, playing in the store where all of these oat milk buying, organic blueberry loving, bland people are walking around and getting in my way. On the radio, I hear Bring the Noise by Public Fucking Enemy. Now, a lot of thoughts go through my head all at once when I clock what song it is I am hearing. First, the album that song is off of, It Takes a Nation of Millions to Hold Us Back, is one of the great rap albums of all time. One of the great protest albums of all time one of the best albums of the 80s second i can't help but think how angry chuck d would be to hear his song played in a place like trader fucking joe's and i actually kind of started getting a little pissed but then i realized that flavor flav refuses to stop making children and he needs a check he needs a lot of checks he's probably going to be the only one in the world having a worse february than i am so i decided to let that shit slide and keep shopping for snacks which i got too many of i got too many fucking snacks and that is going to bring me to my gold star question for the week i have this thing that i do called special snacks if you've ever come over and hung out with me particularly if weed and pjs are involved there is a good chance that i have made you special snacks what it consists of is five of whatever my favorite chips crackers pretzels or other assorted crunchy motherfuckers du jour all together mixed in one bowl so you have the best of all worlds i'm not asking for like your all-time favorites or anything because that changes changes for me what i want to know is what five crunchy snacks would be in your bowl of special snacks right now as you are listening to this atomic skull podcast at gmail.com slide into the instagram dms at atomic skull podcast message me wherever you find me send me an r2d2 hologram fax me whatever works best for you i promise i will make myself available you guys are overloading me with your gold star answers and i am here for it my bowl of special snacks right now as i'm talking to you would be spicy sweet chili doritos which are my all-time favorite chip cracked pepper wheat thins elote corn chips and 
green salsa verde tortilla chips from Trader Joe's. Hashtag fuck you, Georgia. And rounding out the last one would be these garlic butter pretzel twisties that I can't keep out of my fucking mouth. Put all five of those in a bowl, mix those shits up, and then you win. Send me yours because I want to get hungry, you snacky motherfuckers. As for last week's gold star question, which was, what city do you feel like you should have been from? I got a massive list of cities from Monterey to Boston, London, multiple Seattles, multiple NYCs, Brooklyn, which is a borough, but it's more specific, so I'll totally take it. Pittsburgh, Tuscany, Oklahoma City, what a twist, Santa Barbara, and then I got one that was Marfa, Texas, because why the fuck not? All right, let's get into the Dildo Chronicles, because shit has been wild these last couple of weeks. One of the weird side missions of this job, and I didn't think it would be as big of a thing as it is, but it's the phone calls that we get at the store. A lot of prank phone calls, which is fine. There's a healthy amount of dudes who call in, talk to female associates, and beat off while they're asking questions. I don't get it. There is so much free porn out there that you have access to on a tiny little computer that is in your pocket. Why are you calling these Poor, you know, and you know what's crazy? When I first started and I was told about the turds that do that, the female associates who were describing it, they weren't even grossed out. They were bored by it. It has happened so many times that they just didn't give a shit. I've never had to navigate a call like that, but I can't wait. I'm going to ask them about their grandparents when they're trying to knock it out. I'm just going to cross my fingers and hope that that doesn't make them finish faster. I got a call just today, actually, from some dude who asked about buying a giant dildo for his daughter and then threatened to come shoot up the store because I wouldn't indulge him with my answers. Whatever. Being threatened is the thing that bores me. I've had all customer-facing jobs. Well, mostly, for most of my life. I have been threatened in every single way you can imagine for all of the dumbest shit that you couldn't imagine with a 0% follow-through. People never finish anything these days. Unless they're jerking off while making prank phone calls, I guess. And then there are the ones that I wish were prank calls. Like the fella who had an issue with his sounding device getting stuck. For those of you who don't know what sounding is, it is when a fella takes a stainless steel rod of varying size, depending on how ambitious he is, and inserts it into his urethra. Oh yeah, that squirm you all just did was brought to you by Matthew Kitson. Venmo me a tip at Atomic Skull Podcast. That call was simple. Dude, you don't need me. You need a hospital. I can't even understand his thought process in that situation. Why would he think anyone other than a trained medical professional would be qualified to remove that fucking thing? If you bought a carrot and got it stuck when you were trying to shove it up your ass, would you call a grocery store and want him to take it out? Oh my god. Oh my god, you guys, 
here's what I'm going to, this isn't even in my notes. Here's what I'm going to do for April Fool's Day this year. I want to put a carrot up my ass and pretend it's stuck. Go to the ER, and as soon as the physician walks into the room, the first thing I will say is, what's up, doc? Please tell me no one has already done that bit. I swear to you, I will do that. And then there was also a dude who bought a cock cage and then kept calling over and over again, telling us he was going to throw away the key for it. I'm not sure what the desired result is, but the first couple of times that he called, we suggested that he not throw the key away. He said he was already wearing it. Dude, hide the key if you really have to, but don't throw it away. After like the fourth time in two hours that he called, I grabbed the phone from one of my associates and I said, yeah, dude, go ahead, throw it away. Whatever floats your scrot. That one was for you, CJ. So the dude left a one-star Google review for the store saying that he bought a cage, threw away the key, and now it's stuck on him. But also, this last week, I had a hot girl show me her tits when I was ringing her out. So that was kind of amazing. She had on like a tube top and her nipple piercings were as evident as the alcohol on her breath. She and her friend were talking about her piercings and she brought me into the conversation and then just straight up pulled her shirt down and showed them to me. Her rack was clearly store-bought and I don't give two flying shits about it at all. And she wasn't even the first girl who's flashed me. And I know I say this every week, but this job is a fucking trip, man. Before I get to the best and worst of the week, I need to acknowledge King of the Hill getting a reboot and coming back with all of the original cast and writers. Not only is King of the Hill one of my favorite animated shows of all time, it is one of my favorite comedies of all time. The reason I am mentioning it beforehand is because my beautiful wife, Mrs. What's-Her-Name, made me promise to make the best of the week this week the third episode of The Last of Us. And I do not disagree with her. If you haven't seen it, you have at least heard about it. Watch it. You don't even need to have watched the first two episodes of the show. You can literally just watch this one and be completely blown away. Nick Offerman from Parks and Rec and Murray Bartlett from White Lotus play the most beautiful, adorable, wonderful, sweet couple in one of the best episodes of television fucking ever. It is so hard to pull off hope and despair at the same time, but this episode did it flawlessly. I was floored. Seeing Offerman go all the way on the physical part of the relationship was really wonderful. And that dinner that they have at the end of the episode is every single emotion you can dig up in yourself and a few emotions you didn't even know you had. And then that final shot of the window, that's all I'm going to say, the final shot of the window in complete silence. I can't even tell you. It's on HBO Max. Go check it out. Even if it is that one episode, you will be so glad you did. For worst of the week, maybe the most tone-deaf thing I have ever heard happening in entertainment ever. The Razzies, which are like the opposite of the Oscars. They're the Golden Raspberry Awards that 
for lack of a better word, they honor the worst performances in movies of the year. I think it fucking sucks that that exists at all. What purpose does that serve other than making someone feel like shit? So the Razzies nominated an actress named Ryan Kiera Armstrong for her performance in last year's Firestarter remake, which is a shitty enough thing to do, right? Ryan Kiera Armstrong is fucking 11 years old. Who the fuck did that? And then who the fuck approved it? That's the worst part for me. Not only did someone come up with the idea of nominating this poor girl, but then a whole slew of fucking people had to look at it, see her name, see the list, and approve it. And I bet the pieces of shit who nominated and approved it slept like fucking babies that night too. I bet they have slept like fucking babies every single night since then. Why do we even have the fucking Razzie Awards? Well, on that pisser of a note, I think I'm going to turn y'all loose for the week. You're welcome. I wish there was a way for me to express the ridiculous and embarrassing amount of gratitude that I have for everybody who takes time to listen to me barf all these words out every week. I hope you guys all know how much it really truly means to me. Thank you from the bottom of whatever is left of my heart. Please, please, you guys, share this episode wherever I can get you to share it. And be sure to tag me at Atomic Skull Podcast. Or if we are friends on Facebook, tag me there so I can thank you profusely. I promise I'll make it only a little bit weird. Tell anyone that you think might like the show to please come join the party. Last week's episode was my highest number of first week streams I have ever had so far. And that is fucking amazing. I am starting to have people that I didn't even know before in my life reach out and answer the gold star questions and tell me about their thoughts on my bullshit and I fucking love it. Keep that going strong. There is some great momentum going and I just I'm ready to bring more people in. Let's let's go, man. Thank you guys so much. Next week for my Valentine's themed episode, there is definitely something special being cooked up and I am so excited to get it out to you guys. It is going to be an awesome one and I promise that you will not be unhappy or disappointed. Please tune in and turn on. You will be glad you did. For Song of the Week. So this week hasn't really been the greatest for me. Between life in general and my brain being an asshole like always, I've kind of had a really tough one. Originally, what I wanted to do was a song off of my super awful, depressing playlist. But now that I'm actually in the moment, I really just don't want to do that to you guys or to myself this week. Don't get me wrong, at some point I will be doing a depressing song that will ruin your fucking day. Count on that, but not today. The song I want to do is 100% going to make your shower playlist or your money back. Every time I hear this song, I turn it up and I belt it out like it fucking matters. So if you ever see me driving around and this song happens to be on, 
Mind your business. The song of the week this week is Lady You Shot Me by Harmar Superstar. And don't sleep on this one because it is one of those songs that sounds timeless, but it's also unique. And it is ready for you to turn it up loud on the Atomic Skull Podcast Songs of the Week playlist on Spotify. I hope you enjoy it, and I hope you enjoyed the episode. I will see you guys next week. Apologies to my mother-in-law and to everyone else. Don't drive angry and watch that first step. It's a doozy. How are you doing? <laughs>